0: Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. The title of my message this morning is Living in Vision. Living in Vision. So go with me to Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk Chapter 2, I'm going to start reading from verse 1, I'm going to talk to you about living in vision and I'm going to tie it to the purpose of divine prosperity. You will understand when I share how these two are so tied together. Father, we thank you as we go to your word, we thank you that the entrance of your word brings light, and I pray today that the word of God comes in power, it comes through the anointing, through the Holy Spirit, penetrates the hearts of your people, they receive revelation knowledge, and then the entrance of your word will bring light, will bring direction, will bring inspiration and revelation, I thank you for it. Holy Spirit, that you are my helper, you are the great teacher, that you will speak to every person in this place, even those watching on the broadcast, in a special way, in a unique way, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Habakkuk chapter 2, living in vision. Verse 1, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. And what I will answer when I am corrected. So you can see here a watchman. A watchman on a watchtower watching. Watching to see. Amen. And this is the key to living in divine vision. Because you've got to really look for what God wants to show you. You've got to want to hear what God wants to say. Like Jesus said, let them who have ears hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. Amen. So you've got to become a watchman. If you want to live in vision, you've got to have something that the Lord will show you. Because what is vision? Vision is what you see. Amen. And God's not going to speak to you about the past. He's going to always speak to you about the future. Now, He might correct things from the past because I will listen when I'm corrected. So you don't have the... The past mistakes repeat right so you don't go around the same wilderness for 40 years and perish because we looked at the life of the Israelites their journey from coming out of Egypt going into the promised land right Egypt was a place of less than enough and the Lord wanted to lead them in an 11 days journey to the place of more than enough abundance amen so from lack to prosperity was God's plan however they could not make the journey why because of their unwillingness because of the fear and because basically what they saw think about this uh, Moses sent out 12 watchmen that's what the spies were they were to go watch and bring back a report and they came back and all 12 said we have seen it we have seen the land the Lord has promised us. It is a plant, place of plentiful and abundance. It is a place of overflow. It is a magnificent place. We've never seen anything like it. It's like a dream. And then they also saw the giants. The things that would stand in the way of them possessing the promise of abundance, the plenteous, what God had shown them. Because it was God's vision. Listen. It was God's vision for them to go in, inherit the land that he had promised Abraham. Amen. 400 plus years before, that was when Abraham stood up in a high place. And the Lord said to him, look out as far as you can see, all that you see. Vision. Everyone say vision all that you see I will give to you and to your descendants so the promise was made and the land that the Lord had promised them was based on what Abraham had seen in a vision when he stood up in a high place as a watchman and he saw the inheritance of his generations amen but unfortunately right after that there were ten generations That lived in slavery and poverty and lack just basic bare survival being oppressed in Egypt so now this these generations ten generations of poverty coming out of Egypt now they have to march through this wilderness 11 days journey and to inherit the promise so the spies the watchmen come back and say we have seen it it is a great place we have also seen the Giants The things that stand in our way and then there was a third thing they saw now Joshua and Caleb the only two whose names we know they saw a big God the other ten spies whose names we do not know because they brought an evil report I believe of course that their names are blotted out from the Lamb's Book of Life they said we have seen ourselves We look like grasshoppers. So there were three visions, three things that were seen. Two matched the the place of abundance and the giants. The difference was the ten spies, they saw themselves as grasshoppers. Those giants will squash us like bugs. That was their report. We can't do it. Joshua and Caleb and said, we saw the giants, and the Lord is with us. We see a mighty God, and that's, that's the eye of faith. That's the eye of faith. And the other is the eye of fear. So they brought back a report, and, they, and the people listened to the ten spies that brought the evil report. Because, why? Because even though they had come out of Egypt, Egypt was still in them they still had the mindset of lack and they said we can't do it it's just, we can't do it they didn't see themselves as deserving they didn't see the, they didn't see a mighty god that could use them they didn't see a mighty god that could bless them they they didn't see it and because they didn't see it they couldn't have it what you see you can have and because they didn't see it they couldn't enter in and so they ended up perishing in the wilderness you know the story 40 years they went around 40 years why 40 years because that's a generation so 40 years they went around the same wilderness until they all that old generation perished and a new generation rose up who did not know egypt amen Amen. now you have to understand there's about three million people at this point and it's a very small area they just keep going around the same circle and they had to cross jordan They had to cross over Jordan. Jordan is like the demarcation. Jordan is like that boundary. Crossing Jordan is significant. And the same thing in your life. Crossing Jordan is significant. Crossing Jordan is crossing from that place of the flesh into the place of the spirit. The reason they perished in the wilderness was because they were in the flesh. They had a fleshly carnal vision. They could only look at their own fleshly weakness. We are like grasshoppers. They said but Joshua and Caleb had the eye of the spirit the eye of faith we serve a mighty God he is with us let's go we'll take out those giants we'll remove the hindrance that is in our way and we will possess the promise we'll move into the place of abundance see that's the eye of faith and that's the voice of faith that's the spirit of faith but a spirit of fear had come upon the people Those giants, they're going to crush us. They will squash us like bugs. Those giants, that's all they could see. That's all they could talk. And that ca- spread like a cancer throughout the camp. And they were ripe to receive it because they had no faith. Because they still had that m- mentality of lack and defeat and victimhood. Isn't that what they're trying to do here in America? They want everybody to be, feel like a victim. Your problems are b- based on what happened hundred years ago your problems are based on what happened 150 years ago that's exact that's the most demonic thing because only the devil works like that and that's the wicked lie that's being propagated right now everybody they want everybody to feel like a victim that somebody owes them something and their problems are all based on somebody else not them And they want to keep them in a place of defeat when every single person can can get a vision from heaven and rise up in the anointing rise up in the power of God for God is no respecter of persons he will use anybody that makes themselves available come on somebody and the power of God will come on you hallelujah God will anoint you Holy Ghost will rise up big on the inside of you and you'll do mighty exploits for the kingdom of God that's why we are not to judge any man after the flesh we have to see christ in us hope of glory you are now a new creation all things have passed away behold all things have been made new so crossing jordan was so significant and you're going to have a jordan to cross in your life if you want to go into the place of vision because god has a big vision for you God has big things for you in store but you got to have to you have to watch and see what they are and now let's keep reading verse 2 then the lord answered me and said write the vision make it plain upon tablets tablets of stone basically carve them into stone what does that mean make it permanent it's not like a piece of paper that you can erase or you can crumple this is a tablet of stone you got to make make this vision permanent hallelujah that he may run who reads it so you got to run with the heavenly vision amen come on somebody say i'm gonna run with the vision of heaven with the vision god has for my life hallelujah we're running a heavenly race people for the vision is yet for an appointed time But at the end it will speak and it will not lie though it tarries wait for it because it will surely come it will not tarry and of course that's exactly what it means that vision is for an appointed time and of course it will be challenged it will be tested you have to stay the course And the only thing that's going to keep you, let me tell you, the the thing that's going to keep you from stepping into the vision, more than the devil, is your own flesh. More than the devil, it's your own flesh. Because the wilderness is really a type of the carnal nature. Now think about this. Even in the wilderness... The Holy Spirit was leading them. He was leading them by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. So that's the Holy Spirit leading them. But he was only able to lead them in a confined area because God's best was that the Holy Spirit wanted to lead them into the land of promise and of abundance. And the Holy Spirit wanted to do a mighty work to basically take out those giants. But the Holy Spirit was limited Right? For he is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what you ask or think. According to the power that's at work in you. So the power at work in you. The power that was ready to be released and work in their lives was the power to take out the giants and for them to possess the land. But because they wouldn't step into it, into the perfect will of God, they they got stuck somewhere in the acceptable will of God where there was provision. Right? The Lord gave them manna for every day the lord gave them water that came out of the rock that followed them and when they wanted meat the lord gave them coil and of course the shoes and the clothes on their back did not wear out so yeah there was provision but that was not god's best so i that's why i don't want anyone to just settle for living in just provision because that's not god's best don't limit god there's a there's a limitless god on the inside of you there's a limitless power on the inside of you Go and take the land. There will be giants, but you will take them out, and you will see the power of God manifest. The power of God is greater than any giant you will face. Come on, somebody. So the power of God was limited to the sense that it was just shade during the day with the cloud, light, and heat in the evening by the pillar of fire, and they had just enough to eat for every day, and they had just the clothes on their back, And the shoes on their feet that did not wear out for 40 years. But ultimately that generation perished in the wilderness. And a new generation after 40 years that rose up who did not know Egypt. And finally they could cross from the flesh to the spirit. Do you see that? So Jordan is like the demarcation line of flesh and spirit. And when you're walking in the spirit, you'll be able to take out whatever giant you face. But if you're in in the flesh, you'll be scared of the giants. And the devil wants to keep the Christians in the flesh. Because in the flesh, you stand no chance against the devil. But in the spirit, the devil doesn't stand a chance against you. When you're full of the Holy Ghost and fire and you're walking in the spirit, you're walking in the power of the spirit and the spirit of god is leading you then the enemy doesn't stand a chance that's why he doesn't want the church to step over into the realm of the spirit and walking and running in vision and living in vision because when you live in vision you're walking by faith and actually if you if you go to the next verse look at this this is where that famous verse comes from right verse 4 says but behold the proud his soul is not upright in him but the just shall live by faith which is again repeated in the new testament but that's where this it, it this is where it comes from the just the righteous shall walk by faith they will live in faith living in vision means you live in faith the righteous shall walk by faith so there is a righteous cause that god has for your life and he's going to lead you and guide you in the path of righteousness it's going to require you to walk by faith faith is the ability to overcome obstacles F- listen now faith is not the lack of obstacles walking by faith doesn't mean you have a perfect life if anybody preaches you oh, i have a perfect life i'm a man of faith they're lying you're going to have de- you're going to have devils you're going to have giants you're going to have all kinds of stuff that are going to come against you and especially in- initially when you're trying to step out in the supernatural you're going to have supernatural opposition there'll be persecution there'll be criticism there'll be people that'll mock you there'll be people that'll talk about you make up stuff about you slander you gossip about you turn on you betray you people will say stuff and then the enemy will try to use weak people to divide now i want you to see who did not make it across the jordan those that were in the flesh and i'm telling you right now we're moving in the spirit here to keep up with us you're going to have to be in the spirit if you get in the flesh you'll be left behind i can't help that to cross over to where we're going you're going to have to be in the spirit you're going to have to see what the holy ghost because let me tell you people come to church this church all the time but I'm i want i want you to ask god i want you to ask the holy spirit to show you be a watchman say show me Holy Spirit speak to me about what the vision for this church is what I am connected to because you can come here and sit here but until you see the vision and connect to it in the spirit you're gonna have a hard time understanding what we're trying to accomplish here where we're going with this thing that's why my prayer is that every single person sees things in the spirit that you get in the spirit so that we can go together in unity because true unity comes in the spirit amen Amen. hallelujah is this helping anybody here this morning say i'm living living. in vision vision. hallelujah now let's go look at this one here in let's go to song of solomon the songs of solomon chapter 2 Verse 15, you probably heard this verse mentioned here a few times, but I'm going to put this in context. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15 says, Catch us, the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines. For our vines have tender grapes. Amplified says, For our vineyards are in blossom. When your vineyard is blossoming, when the harvest is ripe, it's those little foxes that will come in there and ruin the vine. And that's what's going to happen in your life. Many times it's not the big things. It's the small little things that will keep you from living in vision. A lot of little distractions, little petty things here and petty things there. I mean, sometimes it's not the big things. A lot of times it's the small little things. Small adjustments, small things, attitudes, matters of the heart, issues of the heart, little offenses here, little offenses there. And I mean, sometimes I'll listen to people and then they'll give me a list of offenses like 20, 30. And they're all little things, but they're piled up. And it takes them out. It takes them out of vision. It 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 brings them into the place of the flesh where where, listen, the the flesh is the place of defeat. You won't you won't be able to walk in victory when you're in the flesh. You've got to be in the spirit. And it's the little foxes because there's a harvest that's ready. The vines are green onto harvest. It's harvest time, it's blessing time, it's time for increase. But then the little foxes are running around. You got to catch all those little foxes. Don't let that one little fox run around. Catch every little fox, nip it in the bud. Don't let any little attitude rise up. Don't let any little offense rise up. Don't let a little distraction rise up. Don't let a little voice and a word from somebody and, and circumstance here. Because you're either going to live in vision or you're going to live in circumstance. You're either going to live in vision or you're going to live in circumstance. And circumstances will always be there you will always have stuff stuff happens but you know what's good about circumstances they are subject to change they're not permanent think about the thing you were dealing with a month ago where is it now it's over about a year ago what about what happened it's over it's done move on you gotta move on You cannot live in circumstance you cannot live in the now you got to live in vision vision will always point you into the future see when you know where you're going you can shake off all of these things it doesn't matter you gotta you gotta go you you know you're going somewhere i'm going into the promised land and i don't care about this or that and this one and my neighbor bickering and this one doing that i'm just moving I've, i've got my i'm focused i'm moving forward i've got i've got vision i'm sharp And sometimes you got to adjust your lens a little bit because it gets a little out of focus or blurry because you get bumped a little bit. And you got to adjust the focus again so you can, the vision becomes clear. You've got to have something that you're looking forward to. Hope is the evidence, right? Or faith is the evidence, things hope for. So you got to have hope. Hope is always in the future, but faith takes hope and makes a plan to move forward with it. So vision is going to require for you to see what God wants to show you. You grab a hold of it, and you just lock in. You got to get locked in. Because some storms will break out along the way. Jesus said, let's get to the other side. And on the way, a storm breaks out. And now they're panicking. We're going to die here. Something will always come. Winds and waves will come. The buffet circumstances will come The buffet. You got to keep your eyes on Jesus. As long as Peter looked at Jesus, he was walking on the water. Let's give the guy some credit, by the way. I know we always want to talk about he sunk and all that, but he did walk on water as long as he was looking at Jesus. It was when he took his eyes off of Jesus, when he took his eyes off of the heavenly vision, the direction, the destiny, come was the word. He kept walking, but when he forgot it, when he looked around, then he began to sink. So you're either going to live in vision and walk on the water of the supernatural or you're going to live in circumstance and sink hallelujah you got to catch the little foxes come on say i got to catch all the little foxes i can't let those little foxes run around my vineyard and spoil my harvest and some of you guys you love your little foxes i'm so sorry you've you they've become your pet fox is not a pet pastor I got those I got three of those foxes in a cage in my backyard my my little pets my little pets foxes are not your pets they're your enemy they run around to spoil the vine catch them catch them quickly amen (laughs) catch yourself with that attitude wait hold on where did that come from no no I'm not gonna allow that that I'm not gonna allow that flesh to rise up right now I'm gonna put it under I'm gonna I'm gonna put that thing under right now thought comes wait hold on that's a little fox trying to run around there. that thought of fear that thought of this that offense oh, no wait hold on I'm gonna catch that thing I'm gonna take it captive I'm not gonna allow it to become a strong I'm not gonna let that thing run around and ruin my life come on catch that attitude Catch it quickly before it spoils the blessing of God on your life. And that's probably the most heartbreaking thing for a pastor to see. When you see the potential in people, you see what God wants to do in them. And then the the little foxes that rise up run around. And then you see one chewing over here, the other one biting over there. And then it's just, it, it causes trouble in their life. So catch the little foxes don't let those things run around your mind, run around your life, hallelujah, is this helping anybody here today, Any anybody, anybody noticing a few foxes here today, come on, let's be, let's, let's be honest, who's, who's got a few foxes that have been running around, come on, lift your hands right now, I'm going to pray over, Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, by the By the authority of the name of Jesus, by the authority of the word of God, by the authority of the blood of Jesus, by the authority of the power of the Holy Ghost, we capture those little foxes. We recognize them. Those little foxes have been running around and I I see you fox. Today I am I am going to catch you. Today I'm holding you captive. Today I am taking authority over you. Today I am going to deny you access. I'm kicking you out of my life. I'm kicking you out of my mind. That that little fox of jealousy, that little fox of envy, that little fox of uh, offense that's been running around, that little fox of lust that's been running around, that little fox of disobedience, that little fox of attitudes that have been rising up. That li- those little foxes, I'm I am taking them captive now in the name of Jesus. Get out of my vineyard. Hallelujah. 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 Go with me to Galatians. Oh, we're going to talk about. flesh versus the spirit because like i said you're either going to live in vision and and let me tell you how do i tie this into living the prosperous life because living in vision is living in prosperity vision and prosperity are tied together do you understand that now hallelujah so in galatians chapter one let's read let's go to chapter one first verse 11 Paul's talking about his calling and his ministry, and, and so let's pick up from verse 11, Galatians 1:11 says, "But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached to me is not according to man, or it's not from the flesh. For I neither received it from man, from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. So listen, God's vision for your life is going to come through a revelation. The holy spirit is going to reveal it to you that's his assignment that's his job he's your helper his assignment his mandate is to help you to live in vision as long as you walk in the spirit he will lead you and guide you into god's vision for your life amen it's going to have to come by revelation it cannot come from up here in your head if you're in your head you're going to have a really hard time walking and living in vision You've got to get out of your head and you've got to get in your spirit where God's going to bring that revelation to you, all right? For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond, the measure, beyond measure and tried to destroy it. I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. So, He was zealously persecuting the church. He thought he was actually serving God when he was actually working against God. You know, until he had that encounter on the road to Damascus, Jesus said, why do you persecute me? Why do you kick against the goats? Why are you resisting me? Why are you kicking against what I'm trying to do? And he thought he was living in vision. Until he had a vision. And then he said, Who are you, Lord? He asked the question, but he knew the answer. Who are you, Lord? (laughs) Once he had a revelation of Jesus Christ, he stepped out of that fleshly vision, and he stepped into the heavenly vision. Amen? Amen? Verse 15. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. All right, now I want to qualify that. I'll come back to it. Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and I returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter, remain with him, 15 days, but I saw no one, none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Now concerning the things which I write to you indeed before God, I do not lie. Afterward, I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia, and I was unknown by faith to the churches of Judea, which were in Christ, but they were hearing only he who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy." and they glorified God in me. Notice this, very important. When I received the heavenly vision, he says, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. When God speaks to you, you got to be very careful who's speaking into your life. Because when you're walking in vision, and I'm talking about divine vision, God's vision for your life, people are not going to understand it. There's going to be a lot of people around you who are not going to see what you see. They they just don't see what you see. You cannot confer with flesh and blood. Amen. He doesn't say, I didn't confer with anointed apostles he eventually did that but immediately the first thing he did not go conferring with flesh and blood the flesh cannot speak into the things of the spirit don't look for fleshly people to speak into your life when you want to hear from the holy ghost it shocks me how many people have counselors that speak to, into their lives in the flesh when god's trying to speak to them they got all these other voices and their carnal voices And they give wisdom because they're concerned for you. Or they want to pray for you. Oh, you mean gossip. I'm sorry. Is it prayer or gossip? Which one is it? Listen now. It's very important that you understand this. Very, very important. you got to be careful who speaks into your life. You do need to have godly wisdom, godly counsel. But he says, I did not confer with flesh and blood. He's not saying that I didn't confer with the Holy Spirit or people that are speaking by the Spirit he said I did not confer with flesh and blood I didn't confer with the natural because the vision was supernatural and in order to walk in the supernatural I have to stick with what God has shown me and there's gonna be people that are not gonna understand it they're not gonna see what you see they're not gonna comprehend what you comprehend and 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 sometimes they'll have, you know, they'll be well-meaning people. Sometimes they'll just be ugly people. You'll get the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, I tell it as it is. You know that, right? Not sugarcoating anything. I got to give you the truth. This is is a matter of life and death. This is a matter of blessing and cursing. This is a matter of victory or defeat. I want to see everyone walk in victory here. I want to see everyone walk in blessing and abundance. So you got to be careful who you listen to. Don't confer with flesh and blood flesh has no right to speak into the things of the spirit you have to cut that cut that connection of the flesh how much longer are you going to go around the wilderness cut off the things of the flesh take off the old man put on the new man that's kind of what it is really if you come into the new testament that's what it is the wilderness was the old man Crossing Jordan into the promised land was like putting on the new man, putting on Christ. Forgetting those things that lie behind, I press toward the mark, the prize that's laid up before me, the heavenly calling, the high calling of God. That's what I'm pressing in for. I'm pressing in for the high calling of God. I'm going to take a hold of the things. I'm going to put my eyes on things above, not things on the earth. I'm going to live the high life, not the low life. You don't want to be a low life don't you so you got to live the high life that means you got to look at things in a spiritual perspective that's why we prayed last week lord that that, those prayers in ephesians you got to take them and pray Chapter 1, right? Lord, enlighten the eyes of my understanding that I may see, I may know, I may understand the hope of your calling. That I may see, I may know, I I may understand the surpassing greatness of your power that's at work in me. That I may know and understand the riches of your glorious inheritance in the saints. Give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's the prayer. That's when you begin to step over. That's when you begin to put the flesh behind and you press into the things of the spirit. And now you're learning the flow in the Holy Ghost. You're learning to be led by the Spirit. Them that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. The Spirit of God is leading you. And He's always going to lead you into victory. He's always going to lead you into prosperity. He's always going to lead you into success. Come on, somebody. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to what? Prosper you. To give you what? A hope and a future. So you got to trust the Holy Spirit. Some of you still having a hard time trusting in the Holy Spirit. You're holding on tight. And what you're holding on to is the flesh. The moment you let it go, you lose your life, you'll actually find it. I don't know why you're trying to hold on to the natural thing so much. is you're like attached to it. I'm holding on. What are you holding on to? You're not holding on to it. It's holding on to you. It's holding you back. Let it go. Let it go. I will listen when I'm corrected. Isn't that, that, isn't that what Habakkuk, Habakkuk said? I will listen when I'm corrected. So if this is correction, listen. This is going to help you because the things you're holding on to are the things that are holding you back. It's time to let go. How many of you realize there might be some things you need to let go? Come on, lift your hands right now. I'm going to pray. Father, I thank you as people are lifting up their hands. They realize that there are things they need to let go. What they're holding on to is the things just really natural, temporary things, fleshly things. It's time to let go. It's time to let go. Maybe they're just holding on to that one family member. Maybe they're holding on to that one friend. Maybe they're holding on to that career. Maybe they're holding on to that one idea. It's time to let go. It's time to let go. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, as they let go, there's a freedom. Freedom. There's a freedom that comes into their lives. There's an acceleration that comes into them because that that weight is now gone. And now they're light and they can accelerate. I just thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. It's time for them to accelerate supernaturally. And I speak that over them. I decree that over them in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah if you believe it. I got a few more things. Should we continue? Got two more passages in in closing. Is this helping anybody here today? So let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Let's look at verse 13. (laughs) Start with verse 13. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty or freedom. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite, ouch, and devour one another, double ouch. Beware, lest you be consumed by and by one another. So you get—that's what the flesh does. The flesh is going to get you into bickering over petty things and strife, and strife is going to keep you in the place of defeat. Strife is going to keep you in the wilderness. There has to come a unity in the spirit, and how does that come? When you serve one another in love. I want to have a ministry. Well, you got. You know what ministry is? It's serving. Come and serve. Well, you know, I'm bigger than that. I, I'm really anointed. I've got a teaching gift. I got, I got this gift. I got that gift. I don't know you. Serve. 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 Serve one another in love. Always be serving. Always be serving. That's the foundation of ministry. That's the foundation of everything. When you are serving... Now, don't serve your own purposes, don't serve your own agenda. You gotta serve God's purposes. You gotta serve God's plans. So one of the things you're gonna need to let go is your is your own plans. Because your own plans will actually work against God's plans. That's gonna be an issue. You have to die to self. I know, again, I know, I know what I'm preaching. It's a it's it's not the popular. American Gospel. Sorry, I don't have a latte, a skinny latte, soy latte, and donuts, sugar free, gluten free donuts for you today. I'm bringing you the meat. i want to see you break through i want to see you because this is the message that changed my life so i'm giving you the message that changed my life and it keeps me on the path you got to die to self and that's what happens you know we have to see this church is going to the next level some big things are about to happen i'm telling you right now you wait and see what's going to happen here in 2023 we're closing out this year big we're closing out this year very big we're very close And wait and see what's going to happen here in 2023. We're crossing to the next level. And so you're going to have to stay in the spirit to come to the next level. And here's what happens. So let me tie everything. When you connect, when you connect to the vision, guess what happens? As the vision and the church goes to the next level, you go to the next level. Whatever you're connected to. See, whatever you sow into, you go where you sow. Whatever you sow into is what you're connected to. There's an anointing that you, you connect to. There's a vision that you connect to when you sow into it. Amen? Amen? That's why prosperity is tied to vision. That's why prosperity is tied to what you connect to. And if you want God to give you your own vision, he's first going to test you with what he's given to another, someone else's vision. And what you have to understand is even what you see is just a small part of the picture. There's a, always a bigger picture. And your picture has to fit into the bigger picture of the plans and purposes of God. If the picture you claim that you have doesn't fit into the big picture of God, then it's not from God. So you got to have to get the picture. You've got you to gotta be able to see. you know. You, I mean, think about like a 10,000-piece puzzle. You might only have 10 of the pieces. Oh, i got a little nice tree here. That's wonderful. But there's a big mountain next to it. Why at the mountain? Well, do you realize that there's a river next to the mountain? So we all see in part, right? Prophesy in part. That's what the Bible says. We all see in part. But when the, when the parts come together, we see the bigger part. So vision is always going to be bigger. It's always going to be bigger than you. And, and your vision has to be connected to a bigger vision. When you've been faithful with somebody else's vision, then the Lord will begin to reveal to you. Sometimes, you know, you start, I mean, Pastor, I don't really know what God's vision for my life is. Wonderful. Let me tell you, let me show you the picture of what's happening here. Just fit into here. Come serve here. Come do that. Here, come to Bible school. Start serving. And guess what? You just plug in and the rest is going to come. The rest is going to come. Don't be so restless. Just get plugged in. I don't really know what I'm to do. I just got saved a week ago. Wonderful. I know exactly what to do with you. Come to Impact Discipleship. I don't know about that. What do you not know? I just finished Impact Discipleship. What do you do? Get plugged into the Bible school. Pastor, I want to get involved. Wonderful. Here's a towel. Go wash some feet. No, I wanted a title though. No, you you get a towel, not a title. Sow one another in love. Amen. Is this helping anybody here today? Yes. Hallelujah. Am I ruffling some feathers? <laughs> okay. They probably needed to be ruffled a little bit. Verse 16. Look how it ties into the... I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, or strives, or basically fights against the Spirit. And the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. So there might be some things that you wish, but they're really not in line with God's plans and purposes. They're coming from the flesh, so you have to let that go. Mm -hmm. Because that thing of the flesh is going to fight against the thing that the Spirit of God is trying to do in your life. But if you're led by the Spirit... You are not under the law. So to be led by the Spirit. To be led by the Spirit. It means you're going to have to die the self. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its lusts and its desires. Because the flesh has a vision. Your flesh has a vision for your life. But the holy spirit has a vision for your life as well so which one are you gonna live in and james talks about two kinds of wisdom and we can also say that's two kinds of vision there's one from above heavenly pure divine and then there's one from below that's earthly carnal sensual and even demonic so which and you know man you know they got a vision and if you actually read I'm kind of running out of time here, but if you actually read the rest of Habakkuk 2, you'll you'll see the vision. You'll see the vision. Oh, let's read it. We got time. (laughs) Because we talked about the Antichrist agenda last week, you know, in the World Economic Forum, this and that, central bank digital currencies, one world money, digital supply. And actually, this last week, they came out and said, we need to have digital ids tracking tie the vaccine ids to the digital currencies all of that and it's you know why they want digital smart currencies because they're they're programmable conditional and they want to introduce like they have done in china social credit scores so if you don't if your social credit isn't good you can't even get on a bus to go to the go down the street i mean that this is what they're pushing that's the demonic agenda those are the giants in the land we see them I mean, we see the giants. There's World Economic Forum is a giant there. And the Who is a giant over there? Who are you? I mean, you got, you know, you got the globalists, you got this, you got you got all the different structures in the Antichrist establishment. Yeah, we see the giants in the land. But I'm not afraid of them. So I mean, talking about these is not really bad. I mean, we we're just recognizing the giants, but we always talk about victory, we talk about God. We talk about God's plan. Yeah, they have a vision they have a demonic vision for people slavery bondage poverty you will own nothing and you'll be happy by 2030 they said you know you will own nothing we'll just give you a, a stipend to survive we'll just keep you alive as many of you as we want because we, we there's too many of you because we just crossed eight billion people on the planet did you know that yeah. this last week we, we just crossed eight billion people on the planet They said no it's too many let's let's reduce it to 500 million these guys they speak about it openly so when i talk about these things it's it's the giants they're out there talking we see them i'm not telling you there aren't any giants The, the giants are there but let's look at what the bible says indeed because uh we're back to Habakkuk 2 verse 5 indeed because he transgresses by wine and is a proud man and he does not stay at home because He enlarges his desire as hell. He is like the death and cannot be satisfied. He gathers to himself all nations and heaps up for himself all peoples. That's the demonic vision. Will not all these take up a proverb against him and a taunting riddle against him and say, Woe to him who increases what is not his. How long? And to him who loads himself with many pledges will not your creditors rise up suddenly will they not awaken who oppress you and you will become their booty because you have plundered many nations all the remnant of the people shall plunder you see i'm getting ready for the end time wealth transfer where the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just come on somebody that's the vision i have that's the vision i'm seeing amen hallelujah glory to God because of man's blood and the violence of the land and the city and of all who dwell in it woe to him who covets evil gain for his house that he may set his nest on high that he may be delivered from the power of disaster you give shameful counsel to your house cutting off many peoples and sin against your soul so that's their counsel they gather together in these round tables World Economic Forums and G20s, and they gather in the Council on Foreign Relations, and they gather in the United Nations. These are the councils. These are non-elected people. They've usurped authority and power, and they're operating by Antichrist, demonic agenda. We know their plans. We expose it. We see it. We know it. We see the giants. They give shameful counsel. For the stone will cry out from the wall, and the beam from the timbers will answer it. Woe to him who builds a town with bloodshed, who establishes a city by iniquity. Behold, is it, not of the Lord, uh, is it not of the Lord of hosts that the peoples labor to feed the fire and nations weary themselves in vain? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the seas. That's our vision. We see the glory of God. We recognize the darkness but we are not overwhelmed by the darkness because we see the glory of God the greatest move of God is at hand the greatest move of God the planet has ever seen the greatest harvest of souls the greatest acceleration is at hand because time is short the work is great and God's going to fit the greatest amount of work into the shortest amount of time that means there has to be supernatural acceleration what used to take 10 years will take one year come on somebody what used to take a year will take one week there's coming a supernatural acceleration The Holy Ghost is going to get on your tail. You're going to be accelerated. Hallelujah. Even in the midst of their wickedness. They might be chasing us all to the edge of the Red Sea. But we'll cross over on dry land while they drown. (laughs) Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbor, pressing him to your bottle, even to make him drunk, that you may look on his nakedness. You are filled with the shame instead of glory. You also drink and be exposed as uncircumcised the cup of the Lord's right hand will be turned against you and utter shame will be on your glory for the violence done to Lebanon will cover you and the plunder of beasts which made them afraid because of man's blood and the violence of the land and the city and of all who dwell in it what profit is the image that its maker should carve it you know they want to get everybody to worship the image of the beast the molded image a teacher of lies that the maker of its mold should trust in it to make mute idols woe to him who says to wood, awake to silent stone arise it shall teach behold it is overlaid with gold and silver yet in it there is no breath at all but the Lord is in his holy temple let all the earth keep silence before him so I want you to focus on God's vision for your life live in vision walk in vision amen and don't be distracted by the giants Take care of your personal life. Take care of the things of the flesh. Take care of your internal life, your soul, your thought life, your emotions. Take care of your heart. Guard your heart. Take care of who speaks into your life. Be careful what you see, what you look at. You know, I mean, I've dealt with Christians. They're just so focused constantly. I mean, they're into everything. They follow everything. They know what's going on in the world. and, And it's almost like they're just caught up in it. I know what's going on in the world, but I'm not caught up in it. I'm I'm walking in the Spirit. I've got a divine mandate on my life. I'm walking in in vision. I'm walking by the Spirit. I'm walking in victory, and I'm just focused on what God has for me. Yes, I know what's going on here and there. Yeah, I know the giants, but we're going in. We got a mighty God. We're going to take out the giants. We're going to fulfill our destinies. Come on, somebody. We are the generation that's going to take the land. We are the generation that's going to take America back. Come on, somebody. There's big things that are going to happen on the earth. God's about to do some mighty things. And he's looking for men and women that will just connect with his heavenly vision and live in vision. And I warned some people. I said, man, you're into all the things that are going on. And you're following every single conspiracy theory, this and that. And I said, listen, yes, most of it is right. But you've got to take, and these are Christians, you've got to take your eyes off of that. And just, you got to put your eyes on Jesus. And I'll only talk about them here and there a little bit because that's not really my focus. My focus is to get everybody to walk in vision and live in vision. And in closing, go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Is this helping anybody here today? I just decided to do one message. So Josh, I think you can, we can make three programs out of this one here. Who's, who's seen our TV programs on CTN? All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to get those out to some other networks. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. But this I say He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Now, let me qualify this, because I'll tell you right now, when your vision for your life is more than provision, then you operate differently. Remember, I mean, if it's just feed me, clothe me, feed me, clothe me, you have little faith. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, you're just going to give little. But when your vision is bigger, you realize it's going to take bigger seed, because you go where you sow. Bigger the seed bigger the harvest bigger the vision i mean you know it's like you can't be believing god for a million dollars and sow a (laughs) dollar the bigger the harvest bigger the seed so i want you to see how vision is tied to your giving because you see when you have big vision now you're motivated to sow big Because you know what it's going to take to accomplish that vision. you got to get God involved. You need supernatural multiplication. If the vision for your life is just provision, like I said, you don't need that much. The Lord will meet that need. But I want you to start to believe God for bigger things. And when you believe in God for bigger things, then now you become a sower. You, You don't sow little, you sow much. Because you believe in God for big things. And your seed challenges you. To apply your faith and to speak to that seed to believe for big things. Let me tell you, every single time in our life and in our ministry, God wanted us to take to the next level. He always required us and spoke to us about sowing some radical seed. Mm. Some big seed. Hallelujah. When I was at the... uh, Ministers' conference here in October in, in Tampa. It was basically the week before I was leaving for Turkey. We still didn't have a building. A lot of things had fallen through. And I'm sitting there one of the nights, man, I felt challenged. I said, I need to sow a big seed. I need to see a breakthrough in Turkey next week. So the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to sow $10,000 from your ministry to see the breakthrough in Turkey. So I saw $10,000, man. I felt the gift of faith come on me. I saw $10,000, and I knew, I mean, something big is going to happen. Next week, next week, I get to um, Istanbul. Second day, I found the place, and everything is accelerated. People are calling me and saying, how in the world? This is happening so fast because things don't really happen fast in Turkey. <laughs> you think they happen slow here. You wait till you see there how, how, how slow things People are astonished at how fast things are happening. I mean, there was a supernatural acceleration. And then the same week, the same day, I got an email from a real estate agent down in Boca. It said, "There's four acres for sale. It's already zoned for place of worship. Would you be interested? I don't even know how they found it. It came to info at Riverwpv.com, so they must have got it from the website or whatever. And Pastor Rose and I were looking at it yesterday. I mean, some big things are going to happen. Yeah. We're going to get some land some big things are going to happen i mean you know that seed. i know that seed is just unlocking things right now yeah. for the ministry yeah. Yeah. praise god it's unlocking things right now for the ministry so get ready what's going to happen here hallelujah, hallelujah. we won't have to take somebody else's building and modify it maybe we just have to build it the way we want to build it yes. hallelujah so seed everyone say seed the power of the seed because seed is tied to vision so let each one give as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly or of necessity for god loves a cheerful giver so let me tell you somebody that lives in vision is always a joyful person somebody that walks in the spirit is joyful somebody that lives in vision is joyful cheerful they're radical they're free they're givers they're worshipers man they pray they win souls man they you know they they reach out they help i mean they're they're on fire It's the flesh that's gonna keep you flesh wants to hold on to the little and it's gonna keep you from breaking through flesh will keep you miserable guys come on so let each one give as he purposes see your giving has to have a purpose when you live in vision there's a purpose for your life and now you're not just giving you're not just a, a bucket plunker now you're giving and sowing into vision And you're connected with a vision. You're connected with the vision of the kingdom. You're kingdom-minded. Now everything in your life changes when you live in vision. Every The way you operate, everything changes. How you give changes. How you pray changes. How you operate changes. How you plan things change. Everything changes when you live in vision. And now you're giving with purpose. I'm giving with purpose because I'm building something. I'm building something of substance. I'm building something that's eternal. I'm building the kingdom. My giving is building the kingdom. I'm an investor. I'm a financier. I'm not a bucket plunker. I'm an investor. I'm investing in the kingdom. I'm investing in the vision. I'm investing in a heavenly vision. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I am a financier. I'm financing a vision. Everything changes the way you see giving changes. You're not giving now grudgingly. I have to give. You don't have to do anything. But when you're fire, when there's a fire in your belly, it's like, man, I'm gonna get behind that. And you know what I do? I mean, and basically what Pastor Ronnie was doing, he was talking about the building, and also saw ten thousand dollars into the building renovation there. And I said, okay, I'm connected. I'm gonna sew into that building so I can get my building in a week. I had the building. Hallelujah. It's like the train coming choo choo. The Holy Ghost locomotives coming choo choo. Everything changes when you live in vision. The way you give changes, the way you think changes. You see yourself as an investor, you see yourself as a financier. I'm beyond just a tither or a giver. I'm a financier. I'm financing the kingdom of God. I'm financing the heavenly vision. I'm connected to something eternal. I'm building up for myself treasures in heaven. So your giving is transformed in your mindset in the way you think. You're, you, you become something. You, everything you do is purposeful. There's a purpose to what you do. There's a method to the madness. Sometimes it'll look like madness. What do you mean you just emptied out your bank account? Oh, yeah. And the Lord's going to fill it to overflowing. You know how many times we've emptied out our bank accounts and the Lord filled it. Filled it to overflowing. Because we just needed to get a breakthrough. We need to go to the next level. I was not satisfied where I was at and I said, Lord, what do I need to do? He said, well, you're going to need to give your way out of this one. You can't just pray your way out of this one. This one comes out with prayer and giving. And fasting. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'll close with this. In closing. Really this time. I'm really closing. (laughs) Verse 8 is to me the definition of biblical prosperity. Okay. But but you're going to actually see two things here. All right. You're going to actually see two things here. And I'm going to read from the Amplified, okay, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. So that you may always and under all circumstances, whatever the need be, self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support. So that is provision right there, right? Isn't that provision? always all circumstances whatever the need be because of god's supernatural grace and favor that comes upon you you'll be what self-sufficient you'll have provision you won't even worry about provision and on top of it there's not just provision on top of it there's prosperity what is that prosperity it's abundance furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation so what is that every good work that is the work god has for you that is the vision you're living in so there's going to be abundance for the work that god's called you to do and you'll be able to contribute to every good work when there's a good work to be done for the kingdom you have an abundance to be able to co- contribute into it yes. hallelujah mm-hmm. not only am i financing you know not, not only am i seeing the finances for our vision but i want to become a financier of other people's visions come on somebody and that's that's going to require an abundance and that's when we start to tap into some big things and now you're living in vision now god's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than what you ask or think now you're not limiting the power that's at work in you now you're stepping over into a different realm You've crossed over Jordan. You've entered the promised land. There's abundance, and you're taking out giants, man. You're taking out giants left and right. You're taking out giants left and right. Giant in the morning, giant at noontime, another giant in the evening. Hallelujah. Took out three giants today. Glory to God. Okay. Any any more giants? Oh, and more giants coming. I'll take out a few more giants on the weekend. Hallelujah. You're just a giant slayer. Giants are now running for their lives. Hallelujah. When you come in, the devils are running. The demons are, demons are absolutely having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Alarm bells are going off in hell when you wake up in the morning. Oh, my God. He's a, oh, my. No, sorry. Oh, my lowness. Oh, my lowness. They go to the devil. And he, he's awake. He's coming into our city. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Hallelujah. You're a devil caster outer. You're doing big things because you're living in vision. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.